Well, the British Columbia Liberal Party members have voted to change the party's name to BC United. Leader Kevin Falcon said 80% of the voters who cast a ballot were in favor of the name change, and he was thrilled uh, with the result. Uh, Here is Mr. Falcon uh, talking to the press earlier today. The key thing about it is I want this party to be a big tent party. I want to make sure that, as I've said so many times, regardless of who people choose to love or what God they choose to pray to, that they're going to feel welcome in a BC United. And that's something that was really important to me. United by values, united by determination to focus on results and outcomes, that's the kind of folks that I think will be drawn to our party. Joining me now to talk about this name change is Richard Zussman, Global News reporter based in that, uh, the BC Legislature. Hello, uh, Richard. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So, uh, any surprise to you in regards to the name change? No, and I, you, you did some pretty good digging into what these results sort of mean in terms of how few of the members actually voted here. But I don't think it's any surprise at all that those that actually went out and voted, voted in favor of the name change. This has been percolating for a long, long time. The fact that there are members within the BC Liberal Party, largely from the conservative wing, who have long not liked the idea that liberal was in the party's name and have long pushed to change it. Mm -hmm. And BC United reflects what the party came up with. And the process by which they came to that name uh, was slightly problematic. There's a lot of names the party just can't choose. There are rules from Elections BC that preclude uh, any name that was used for 30 years, in essence, from being used. So the party did not have a lot of options. This was what they believed was the best of the options. And, you know, to your question, it was no surprise that party voted to move forward with this eventually becoming the new party's name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, what I found interesting was that, uh, you know, well, the, some folks didn't like the Liberal and BC Liberal, uh, but it won the 1996 election when it comes to the popular vote. They lost government, obviously, to Glenn Clark at that time. In 2001 onwards, they won government. In 2017, when they lost government, they still had more seats than any other party uh, in the House. So it's been a successful name in regards to votes, in regards to attracting British Columbians. But it is a coalition of uh, federal conservatives and, 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 and federal liberals. Do you think it also speaks a little bit to how difficult it is just to, to, to balance both of these entities in a in a really polarized uh, political environment at the moment? Yeah. yeah, coalitions are tough. And as we've seen in many places uh, across the world, there are coalitions that are growing on the traditional fringes of the political spectrum, on both the left and the right. And the growth of those movements is making it much harder for traditional parties to operate. And there is no doubt worry within the BC Liberals about what it would mean if a group grew up from the right wing of the party uh, and what damage that could do uh, politically and what sort of role the BC Conservative Party has and it could it emerge as a potential option for those right-wing voters. But what is complicated has confused me through all of this, Jazz. And, you know, for those outside of BC who are confused about, oh, what is the BC Liberal in BC? I always say BC elections are won this way. Federal NDP voters are going to largely vote for the BC NDP. Federal Conservative voters are largely going to vote for the BC Liberal. And the election is won in terms of where federal Liberal voters go be it BC NDP, be it BC Liberal. And I've always thought that Liberal name, as you alluded to, was an advantage to the party rather than a disadvantage. So 
Obviously, Kevin Falcon and his team have different thoughts about that and believe that BC United will help them. But I'm not so sure. Uh, and as, as you had said, 18% of the party voted. 8,000 people voted. That's a, And there's 44,000 members. That comes out to about 18%. I would love to see, and this was never released, the regional breakdown of where those votes came from. If the votes all came from the interior and the north, well, doesn't that defeat the purpose of where you actually need to win, which is the uh, the Metro Vancouver, uh, Metro Victoria, Southern Vancouver Island uh, areas? And I just don't know the liberal name, one would argue, if you just look at the breakdown now, even federally, does well in Vancouver, in Surrey, uh, in Burnaby, uh, and in, in Richmond. Those are the four largest cities uh, in in, um, in British Columbia, and they represent collectively about one-third of the entire seats in the legislature. So I'm not sure if that solves their core problem, which is attracting Metro Vancouver voters. No, and they, and they need to attract good candidates in Metro Vancouver, and they need to speak to the issues that matter to people in Metro Vancouver. And a name doesn't do that. And the other thing, Jaws, we haven't even talked about yet, is there's no guarantee they're going to change the name before the next election. This is one of these things. You remember John Horgan said he was going to get rid of seasonal time changes? Yeah. And they passed legislation to do so, and that legislation still sits here on a shelf in Victoria, and they can put it in place at any time they want, but they haven't yet. And I think there's a lot that goes into changing a name. You have to uh, inform the public. You have to change your signage. You have to change your branding. You have to upload to a new website. There, there are a lot of things that go on that vary in difficulty. And when you're trying to reboot, to rebrand, to build policy, to recruit candidates, do they have the time and effort to spend um teaching people about a new party yeah. i wonder and and so if there's i am it will be curious to me to see if this is a change they actually put in place before the next election which is right now scheduled for the fall of 2024 and yes the members want it but do they want it enough that it could potentially mean hurting the party because of a lack of brand recognition in the next provincial election. Yeah, I find it interesting just because we're heading into an, we are in an era of hyper diversity here. We have 440, 450,000 people, immigrants moving to Canada every year. We had 100,000 people move to BC alone last year. Our immigration numbers will hit 500,000 by 2025. They're predominantly immigrants that come from Asia, uh, the Middle East, uh, and Africa. Uh, so these are new immigrants, and it's it's fundamentally changing the makeup and face of, of the Lower Mainland. If it doesn't, uh, if it hasn't already, and you see them places, forget about Vancouver. I mean, I was looking at Langley Township. The visible minority population has gone from nineteen to twenty-seven percent in just five years. That kind of change usually takes at least a decade. So it's just moving that much faster. Question is, does the Liberal name actually attract those people, or do you think this BC United is going to do the job? So uh, it's fascinating to me as to what the, the the party is hoping to do and trying to do, and if they can make that change quickly, because it does take time. The other thing is, you know this very well. Uh, opposition never gets elected. It, governments get unelected. People just get fed up with a, a particular government and throw throw them out. Do you think people are angry enough yet at the NDB where it's saying, hey, it's time for these guys to go? I had a feeling that if the provincial election happened right around the same time as the municipal election, mm-hmm. we'd probably have a new government in British Columbia right now. Mm-hmm. But it, that isn't what happened. Uh, people maybe got changed out of their system. There's going to be a lot that has to happen here, Jazz. Like, We'll see how much of a reset David Eady presses here on this government. Does he continue to plod along with the focus that the BCNDP has established over the last five years? Or does he produce some policy items that are a marked shift 
away from what we've seen while also holding true to the core policies that have made the BC NDP largely popular under John Horgan in this province? That is the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. And we do not know yet because we have a new premier coming into place on Friday. And uh, as you mentioned, a lot of other factors are coming into play well beyond the BC Liberals changing their name. There are so many other crucial pieces around health care, around public safety, around inflation, around housing, those core policy pieces, so much will change between now and when British Columbians go and vote. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes uh, we have to remind ourselves, whatever your name is, if people are tired of a political party and they want to get rid of you, they'll get rid of you. And then Liberals are supposed to win 2017, but they said housing is an issue, you didn't deal with it, you're out of here. And uh, and that may be the case with the NDP, or it may not. So we can debate name change, but there's bigger issues that will transpire over the next uh, couple of years, which you've articulated very well. Housing, public safety, mental health addiction, economy, how that plays out in the next couple of years and how EB and his government handle it will be probably the true barometer of what 2024 will look like. Richard, thank you. And make sure that you order your BC United scarf or kit or whatever they may produce to try to play off all these jokes that people are making about it sounding like a soccer team. <laughs> they, oh, they should have made them available today right before World Cup. It starts on Sunday. Yeah, the soccer fever is here. Maybe the BC United fever will catch on soon after. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Richard, thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks, Jess.